0: It is episode three hundred twenty-four of the Spanish announce table. Uh,
1: Tom looking crisp uh, and, and cool over there. Uh, Tom looking hot. If I if I do say so myself, it's hot. Thank Tom. you.
0: Yeah, hot Tom. hot
1: Tom. hot uh, Tom. We've got a lot to talk about. Mainly this uh, <laughs> over here, this uh, Britt Baker. We'll talk about AW Dynamite. We will talk about WWE Fastlane and some predictions. Tweet the tables, emails. What are those? Oh, tweet the table. We well, you know what emails are, but tweet the tables are a fun interactive segment that you can play with us, where you get to tell us what you thought about wrestling, and we'll comment on that. More on that later. But go to Twitter, use hashtag Tweet the Table with your wrestling thoughts in the interim. Uh, Tom. What's new?
0: Well, hey man, as you can tell, uh, I look a little different. I've been investing in back into the podcast. So, got cool. some new setup here. Uh, you know, I'm doing it for the listeners. I'm doing yes. it for the viewers. The viewers. Uh, mm-hmm. uh actually, I'm also doing it for the listeners as well. I've got a new microphone set up here, so hopefully you guys can tell a difference there. And uh, as you can tell, I hope by watching this on YouTube, you can tell a visual difference. Yeah, you so might I'm, be able to. Yeah. That yeah, so, good. Uh, putting some effort back into the podcast. i uh, been getting some feedback, which has been great. So thank you guys for doing that. Hashtag tweet the table and show at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, I've been uh, kind of reinvesting my time and energy back into this, the Spanish announced table nation, table nation as it is. Uh, so having fun doing that. But also, Tim, I wanted to let you know, and I told you about this off air, but I'm going to tell you again, Got a new energy drink that just hit the markets here in the great Kansas City metropolitan area, so I decided to pick it up. Wrestling fans may be familiar with this new energy drink. It is called Zoya. Zoya is made by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So Dwayne the Rock
1: Johnson, I like yeah. Dwayne the
0: Rock Johnson, or DJ as some people call him, but I'm gonna call him the Rock to to Do you us. Call him that? Yeah, I was a hey, mm-hmm. DJ now. Nah, no, I'm yeah. going to call him the rock. He is the rock to us. DJ. He will always be the rock. Rocky Maya Uh, but I am going to try his new energy drink. I got it this morning. Uh, then I decided, you know what? Hey, let's have some fun on Spanish now table, uh, long listeners and longtime viewers will know. I like to try a bunch of wrestling gimmick cereals or beers, or in this case, energy drinks. So I figured let's keep it going. And I'm gonna try the, I have here the, I'm excited wild orange. And then I have also the super berry. Now there's a third flavor called the pina colada, but, complete transparency i hate that flavor and anything i bet if people like that flavor for this it's going to be good uh but i just don't like it across the board so i didn't get it so tim i will let you dealer's choice which one of the two i'm gonna try both on air which of the two though should i try first
1: i need you to run these names buy me one last what's the yellow it's wild orange and super berry okay wow Let's go with wild orange. Let me see you try the wild orange because you're a right. wild
0: man. Wild man, I tell you what,
1: well, we get yeah, wild
0: on wild. Spanish on the Spanish nouns table. So let's go. All right, here it let's is. Let's go. Cracked it open. Zoya energy drink, healthy warrior energy drink for you to consume. Here we go. Mmm, that's good. All right, good it stuff. tastes it tastes like an orange drink back in the day funny that funny that. no no no. what i mean is like if you remember melting down the orange popsicles down into a, a liquid and drinking that because sometimes you're you know it's like
1: the flavor ice as they call it yes like those, like those upside mm-hmm. down like where yeah so just the tube the plastic tube mm. that cuts your face all up like the joker yep the the juice at the bottom of that, it's all we always call it juice when it's just water right yeah but the juice at the bottom of those is one of the Is one of the like memories of your childhood, right? It's like one of your first loves. When you think back, you think of that juice out of like the flavorized tube. And Tom is saying this. Mm, That's a a solid, solid recommendation, Tom.
0: So good. I'm going to take two drinks here. So, (laughs) oh, double dose. So good. All right. Juice. Now Wait, that- let's get into this. Yeah. The rocks okay, juice. Right. Why not the rocks juice? Yeah. Again, I uh, want to give a shout out. It is a healthy warrior blend. It has, uh, it helps with immunity, focus, hydration, body, and energy. Uh, Zoya is about healthy, positive energy that helps us all focus, be productive and get stronger together. Mana gratitude, Zoya, Dwayne Johnson. All right. So now let's try super barrier, man. I tell You're you right. what too. um, jazzed up a little bit instantly right. as well. going to be a fast show tonight. We're Might going to talk be.
1: about a whole bunch of wrestling things. We're going to talk about fastly. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's juice.
0: All right, here we go. Oh. Super berry for those watching. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay.
1: All right, okay. This one has See. a little bit
0: more kick to it. A little mm. bit more, I would say... um, So this is super berry. And then this one is orange. And this is a more mild flavor to me than this. This is a little bit more, not intense, but I can definitely taste the berry instantly where the orange takes a little bit time to get to the palate, and then like, hey, guess what? We're hanging out here. Doesn't this taste great? And I'm like, yeah, it does. So here we go. We got the super berry and the uh, wild orange. I will say like both of them a lot. Personally, though, I'm an orange man, so I'm going to go with the orange Zoya drink. So that is your T-Mac, your T-Mac consideration, your T-Mac pick of the
1: drinks. Tom, I don't think The Rock uh, could have provided you with any more uh, of a better tasty beverage experience. I tell you what,
0: look here, here. (laughs) this is so good. Look at this. It's so good. It deserves a celebratory drink. So. I have a celebratory drink. Yeah. Oh hey, look. It's Terramana. Oh. Look at this. Oh. Terramana tequila. Wait, isn't that made by Dwayne the Rock Johnson? It also is made by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Man, I tell you what. Yeah, let's have a little celebratory drink for yeah, pass a it over. Yeah, for a job well done uh by Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his team. Uh before I pass it over, hold on, let me Oh,
1: well, we'd be really good if you could like pass us like if I had a bottle as well. Uh, fun fact, peeking behind
0: the curtain, <laughs> we may appear in the same room, but we're not. We are not. Man, I tell you what. So I got the Terramana. Um what is this here? The uh Well no, it's a, what it's is a... This here. You well, tell no, how much so got... this look, Tom, that bottle was new today before we started the show. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I've been going after it. Um, but this is the Blanco. I have the Terramana Blanco. Mm-hmm it is so good it has a good smoky taste to it look the rock is killing it in the drink department these the two rock, drinks yeah. i could not recommend more and i'll I'll be honest with you a lot of celebrity drinks a lot of celebrity gimmick food uh things that hit the market some of it's okay mm-hmm. if i were to that. yeah if i were to rank my instant here's my TMac instant reaction i would say Of all the wrestling gimmick, food and drink that I can think of off the top of my head, number one, I am going to go Terramana. This smoky flavor and this tequila is outstanding. Number two, I would go with Stone Cold's IPA. That is fantastic. Mm, That is good. Number three, I'm serious. This is very, very good. So that's my instant reaction, ranking the best wrestling gimmick drinks and food uh, but man, credit to Dwayne The Rock Johnson for making some great energy drinks and also a great tequila. I'm already buzzing. I tell you what, my heart doesn't know what to do because I got the energy drink, but I got some tequila. So we're going, woo woo. we're hanging out and having some fun. With all that being said, Tim, what are you up to?
1: Oh, man, just uh, seriously uh, working, living, watching, wrestling, uh, just just having fun not having as tasty beverages uh maybe oh. the rock johnson like you are so i'm a little jealous if i'm being honest
0: by the way this was available at gnc so your local gnc is where you can pick it up obviously you can get it online as well uh, but if you're out shopping uh as we lift covid restrictions go support a local gnc and pick up some zoya energy drink on like the way if you're out.
1: in texas you can just yeah.
0: Hey, if you're in Florida, why not? You know. yeah. yeah. Down down below uh, Missouri and Kansas, just do whatever you want. Above yeah. it, nah, maybe. Yeah. We'll
1: see. That's uh, bad up here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, hey, hey, man, let's get into a great week of pro wrestling action, yeah. wild, wacky, fun stuff. Uh, again, as maybe new time or new listeners uh, may not know we are a more AEW focused show so what we do here on the podcast is we start it with a recap of AEW Dynamite and Tim before we go through kind of a item by item list of what happened last night on AEW Dynamite high level view what did you think of the episode what did you leave saying that was good that was bad what were your feelings
1: I think there was a lot of good, but there's also some things that I've got uh, some notes about. I took some notes watching this show and a little kind of a, hey, what? So more of that to follow. Uh, But of course, I think we will forever remember the show because of its final match. And I can't wait to talk about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would agree. I think maybe by design, they made this a one-moment show where... Uh, credit to a little bit of me wanting something a little bit later, but we didn't see the inner circle and foreshadowing here. The pinnacle come to head right after the big reveal that MJF has, you know, duped the inner circle. So that was a credit. Usually some promotions will just pull the trigger and say, let's get right to that. But they said, let's slow burn it. So credit to them liked how they featured them, but we'll get to them in just a second. Um, so let's start it off the match that started off. AEW dynamite was the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson taking on Pinta. El zero Mito zero Mito. Uh, this was fun. I will say we'll get into the finish here in a second, but it started off, uh, as Cody was walking to the ring, Penta said, fuck this. I'm jumping at you and beating your ass right now. Uh, what did you think about this match as a whole?
1: The match as a whole, uh, yeah, I think the match was fine. I mean, these guys are good at what they do, but I still just, it it kind of looked like there were some timing issues. Like maybe these guys don't work together a whole lot, um, Mm -hmm. especially right at the end. Now post-match was not what I'm discussing, but the Mm -hmm. end of this match is kind of like a, I was like, boy, that was, (laughs) you know what I mean? I just kind of went away like, all right, that happened.
0: Yeah, so Cody picks up the victory. Uh, I felt like this match had one really great moment that kind of made you feel like, hey, everything's not bad in the world. And I don't know what it was. Again, this was the St. Patrick's Day bash. Uh, and you saw the mexican luchador pinta putting on a little irish hat it wasn't that fun i tell you what that, that just made fun. you so happy He put it on two different times two different hats as well uh, so that kind of just made you go you know what these timing issues like i saw as well eh, they're not that bad pinta's wearing a funny hat but the thing that i have a criticism with this match about is going into it we were talking about cody's shoulder cody's shoulder cody's shoulder oh my god Everyone, Cody's shoulder. We get to the finish and Pinta does his shoulder breaker where he, you know, essentially throws it out of socket and for Cody being who Cody is, where wins and losses obviously matter, but also wins and losses don't matter to his character. He can lose a few matches and still be Cody and AEW. I felt like. When Penta does the shoulder socket disjointment, that should have been the finish. Penta goes over because Cody's shoulder is fucked up.
1: However, credit like I mean, it wasn't even just that Cody's shoulder wasn't fucked up after that. It's that he like immediately got up and was like Super Cena, yeah, just ignored it and like almost no sold it. Like he kind of sold it, Mm -hmm. but then the cell as soon as he sold it for like two seconds, it was like okay, that's gone.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I I feel like if he wasn't going to lose because of that, then you need to tell more of a story that move needs to happen earlier in the match to then show him overcoming the shoulder injury. But if that move is as devastating as it is, and it looks visually horrendous, then that should have ended the match. But Cody gets the victory by the most devastating move in all of pro wrestling, the roll up. And so Cody wins. Again, I would have oh, went with, yeah, I would have went with Penta. Cody got the victory. But after the match, Penta attacks Cody, which, okay, because we got to tell an- another story here. Uh, Arn Anderson gets in the ring. Uh, Dustin Rhodes gets in nothing. the ring. Yeah, the gun club gets in the ring. Uh, Penta then, you know. Uh, Arn Anderson
1: beat the gun club faster than they thought he was going to because then he just stood there like, didn't even try to like reach down, pull him off for like a good three, four seconds. Right, yeah. And I was like, hey, is he turning on code, like for a second, I was like, What? And right. No,
0: okay. nah, he's just an old man. Yeah. Uh, so I think the story post match was that QT Marshall comes out a couple beats late. And then they say, What the hell? Why is QT more and more distancing himself from the Nightmare family?
1: I didn't like. Okay. I, I like that they're telling a story. And this story is fine, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody in the Nightmare family uh, getting a bit, you know, into themselves and is kind of just, you know, slowly turning him fine. I just don't get why we're pulling that trigger on QT Marshall. Like this guy is as over as a late night text from James Ellsworth. Like I don't know <laughs>
0: what the
1: fucking point is of this guy doing it. Like out of all the other people that are in the Nightmare family of which there's like 74 at this point, I think, QT mm-hmm. Marshall is the one we're pulling this trigger on. This is clearly like there's no way you can sell me on anything other than, like, this is one of their buddies that they're like, yeah, you should get a shot. And it's like, there's a reason he hasn't
0: got a shot. He's got no charisma. Like, why are we doing this? I, I feel like the reason I'm not behind the QT Marshall eventual heel turn that, that they're that they flirting with is that they already tried this once when his girlfriend was the bunny. And I feel like if you were going to say QT Marshall's gonna go heel. Well then let's have QT Marshall go heel with the bunny. You know what I mean? Like that was your opportunity to do this. So then now we're doing take two. And to me, it's like, okay, that's fine. Again, it's something, right? At least it's not just QT Marshall loses his temper after temper after a tag team loss and he just beats up Cody. And now he's out of the family. That would make no sense, right? Just one match. Why would you, who cares? But with this, I like the story. I would just replace the person because to your, to your point, I'm not into QT Marshall. The other thing I will say though, in his defense, if we're in kayfabe world here is there were six guys in there. How many more people do you want to help Cody? Like, The gun club, I believe all three members of the gun club, um, his brother, Dustin, Arne Anderson, which is he's just going to stand there. But like that's three, four, five. That's five people. You want six people to defend against one like that makes no sense. So I wasn't necessarily upset that QT Marshall was slow to get there, because if you're kind of taking stock of what was happening, you're going like, well, they've got it. You know, if this right. is kayfabe, be like, they're fine. But nevertheless, that's the story being told. QT Marshall and his further distancing himself from the Nightmare Family. After this, uh, we had a backstage segment with the Young Bucks being interviewed by Marvez. Marvez uh, asked the Young Bucks, "Hey, are you concerned about?" Uh, Pac and Phoenix. Matt Jackson takes the microphone. He's like, hey, you beat us individually in matches. You beat me last week. You beat my brother, whenever that was. But guess what? This is tag team wrestling. Tag team match. And I understand that, right? They're saying we're not as great until we're together. Then we're the best ever. Okay. I can get behind that. Cool. Before they could go any farther into Phoenix and Pac and that story, they are instantly uh, interrupted by um, by Don Callis. Don Callis is like, hey, you guys suck. Uh, You guys used to be great, but now you're not great anymore. They take another shot WWE, which... I'm okay with I've seen some backlash of like stop punching up, but I feel punch up until they say something back, right? Punch them in the dick until they say stop punching me in the dick. Like that's how I am with business is like fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. And so I'm okay with it. The slapping the thigh thing, okay, we didn't have to like that was the silly uh that was the silly spot that they did, which I wasn't a big fan of. But to conclude this segment don Callis was like you're not as good as how you were in new japan you think of that and they kind of left like are you right and it's like what are you talking about man you're the tag team champions yeah uh anytime
1: somebody shits on the young bucks i'm a fan though and when don Callis does it he does it really well so Mm -hmm. i kind of like this segment
0: yeah if you don't like the young bucks which the spanish announce table is Ooh. not a fan of right yeah i don't get it but some people do and that's good for you but because yeah. pro wrestling is big enough for everyone uh but we don't want them in our world anyhow let's get into the next match we had jade cargill taking on danny jordan mm-hmm. this was a squash match jade cargill was made to look like a million bucks which good night is she not the most physically impressive female on the aw yeah. roster
1: Yeah, she is, Uh, and of course, this was designed to be a squash match, and I get it, and that's what you did here, right? But I would have figured, you know, the person she was facing isn't so bad that she's knocked woozy by running her midsection into Jade Cargill's ass, right? Like, I know she's supposed to have buns of steel, but come on, can we go a little bit more than comically squash match? That was my only takeaway from that. I was like, this didn't do what what I think you think it did for me.
0: Yeah, I mean... I think the thing to consider here is Jade is still what two matches true in. That. So yeah, that. she's not going to be, yeah. yeah, she's not going to do a 650 off the top rope to, you know, uh, make that her finisher. Oh, I will, yes, ag-
1: she will, goddamn.
0: <laughs> I will agree with you, though. The, 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 hey, my ass made you unconscious. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, come on. You have Naomi Shark that bait. does it.
1: Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, a uh, you know friend of the show, former uh, mm-hmm. you know, ball wrestler, MMA fighter. He once said when I said, "Are you gonna kick this guy's ass in a fight?" He said, "I hope he kicks my ass." And I said, "What?" He says, "But he says that's the softest part of my body. I'm trying to kick his fucking face." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> so yeah. That's what I think of when I see
0: that. Now. That's a is, good one."
1: She ran her chest into her backside, and then she's like, knock back again. I mean, maybe if you're to tell me uh, your yeah. head hit the back, but come on.
0: Like, yeah, Naomi order. does this in WWE, and it's another, like, comic yeah. spot, and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. And also, I don't feel like men would do that. I feel like it's a, hey, women have nice asses. Look at this right. one, and it's yeah. like, yeah
1: Outside of Rikishi, nobody's doing anything like that. Like, if Randy Orton was ass-pressing up against somebody yeah. as, as a devastating move... they would be laughed out of the building but somehow this is like a yeah there's overtones of yeah right anyway
0: so let's move on to the next segment here which was the debut of the now uh formed group here called the pinnacle led by i believe mjf mjf took the microphone and he had the most to say however it was totally blanchard who initially grabbed the microphone to say hey i came into pro wrestling with the greatest group of all time and i'm leaving pro wrestling with the greatest group of all time thought that was a really cool line alluding to the four horsemen now talking about the pinnacle then mjf takes over and good night does he just eviscerate Jericho with like digs that are so fucking mean first off the line that I loved is he said anytime Jericho took the microphone I had to fall back like Chris Jericho's hairline Jesus yeah. and then he goes hey by the way Jericho how'd you like that I pulled you and Sammy Guevara apart more than your left peck is to your right and Fuck. Like Those are two really mean things to say. It's one thing to be pro wrestling and be like, oh, I don't like your moves or "Or you're washed up. Those are, you know, dime a dozen. We've heard that a million times. But to be like your hairline, you're losing it, and your pecs are fucking weird. Man, that cuts right at the heart of like That's who you deep. are as a person. Yeah. Right. What, yeah. What did you think of the of this promo though? We talked about Wardlow, Sean Spears, all the guys. What, what would you say though as, as far as this segment here? I...
1: It was good for everything that a heel faction knew is supposed to do, right? Especially if we're trying to pay some sort of at least sprinkling of an homage to the four horsemen. This fit. I just, and I'm down, right? Faction warfare is, is, the. it's easy to tell a story, but I think it's also easy to fall in a rut. I think a lot of times this just means every week we get a bench clearing brawl and it's kind of making me think what this is where this is going to go with the inner circle for where, for the next four to six weeks, it's just going to erupt in a giant brawl of 10 dudes fighting all over the place.
0: So as far as this specific promo, I really liked it. I liked how it was the establishment promo, right? We got double S Sean Spears. He's the chairman. He's the guy that you don't want to fuck with. He's the backbone of this, you know, silent, uh, leader of this group. Then you got Wardlow. He's essentially the future. We're just waiting for him to get it all put together and then he's going to be shot to the moon as far as the next AEW right. champ then we obviously have the best tag team in AEW, and then you have mjf 24 years old and already established as one of the best going right now i loved what they did as far as setting the table for who all these people are in this group i think We are going to get a lot of that gang warfare where you're going to have probably Jericho and Hager jump FTR from behind. And then they're going to have a feud. I think, though, where this leads to is Double or Nothing. And if you remember last year's Double or Nothing, we did a really fun match that was one of my favorite matches of all time and was my favorite match of last year. And I think we're going to go round two. I think we're going to do a stadium stampede of the inner circle versus the pinnacle. What do you think about that idea?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason I guess not, right? It would be tough to make this a yearly thing because, I mean, maybe not. You don't always have to be five on five, I guess. It just makes it easier to get her all over the stadium. Mm -hmm. But at least while you got another five on five and it's hot off the last one, at least, you know what I mean, try another shot at the well, right, and see how it goes. So why not? And yeah, I mean, the cast of characters involved in that will be nothing short of fun. I'm sure if that's where it leads.
0: I and again, that's just my prediction of where this will will lead to. I'm hoping though the Stadium Stampede does turn into almost a yearly tradition uh, at some pay per view. I understand Double or Nothing might be taking place in the future at you know Las Vegas or Los Angeles, wherever they want to go. But that match at the Jags football stadium. I think that would be fantastic because that could be your branded war games. You know how war games is NXT's double cage thing. Well, that's a you know trademark gimmick. What can you do? Well, our owner's father owns a fucking football team and has a stadium. We did it once and it was amazing. Let's just make this our gimmick, because WWE would not dare to go to the next city and you know, come to Kansas City and do it at Arrowhead, right? But they they have that opportunity. So I feel like lean into it. Take advantage of your resources. And again, the creativity at AEW, it doesn't always have to be the inner circle. It could be the pinnacle versus Cody's new group or whatever it is. So I'm excited if that's where they go.
1: WWE can't even do this at an XFL stadium anymore either.
0: Oh, you know why? Because Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zoya Energy... Oh, the say XFL. They're,
1: they're pausing next season to talk to the CFL, so that it may go away too. The XFL it may just kind of merge all into one. Well,
0: side note: we'll get back into the AEW talk here in a second. Talk about a full circle, just domination of your fucking life, where you go in 1997, I believe it was, getting cut from a CFL team. And then 20 years later, 22 years later, whatever the timeline is, you say, oh, by the way, I'm buying the whole fucking league. <laughs> you are winning at life when you go from cut from a team to then coming back and say, I own the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'm going to make this team come league, to Miami. Yeah,
1: I've got another league. I'm going to buy yours. Yeah. We'll see if you know if we're going to use the same name or if we're just going to use my name.
0: Yeah. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. All right, yeah. let's get back into he's AW good. here. Yeah, he's amazing. And again, Zoya Energy Drink, amazing. I love this wild orange uh Zoya Energy Energy. Fantastic. I'm already buzzing right now. Woo-woo. I'm ready to jump out of this Woo. building right here. All Woo. right, so let's get back into Woo. it. We had Jurassic Woo. Express and Bear Country taking on Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Butcher and the Blade. This was good, but I think the good point about it is we're going to get Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. We saw a dissension that caused Matt Hardy to pick up the victory. What did you think? What what did you leave with after this match?
1: I left with just, yeah, again, a lot of people in the ring shouldn't be bad, so we got a decent match. I This Matt Hardy mix now where he's got – bear country or not bear, uh, excuse me butchering the blade with him as well I, this is a weird mix this is kind of like ricky starks and team taz where it doesn't seem like it fits mm-hmm. and i just butchering the blade have flopped around now more than big show like i really would prefer a direction for them so i just yeah yeah you're right we're gonna get this um uh bear country and and uh, what the what do they call it jurassic somewhere? express jurassic express yeah yeah uh you know fine Of course, that would be good. I don't know if the story is going to be outrageous. So, I mean, the matches will be something we'll be like, that was really cool.
0: So, again, I've been feeling in this creative mode because I got a new uh, computer here. I got a new lighting system. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling like you guys should be watching me and I got some great ideas. So, here's what I would do with Bear Country versus Jurassic Express because, again, I think that's where we're going. You have some one-on-one matches, right? Uh, Luchasaurus versus one of the Bear Country guys, Jungle Boy versus the other Bear Country guy, and then you do a tag match that leads to a no contest. Then, look, AW's trying to be alternative. Get wild, right? Get literally wild. Have a fucking fight between Hog Wild. Well, Tom wants Hog Wild,
1: (laughs) somewhat. Come on, here we go. Okay, all
0: right. What I'm saying is a little bit. More crazy than Hog Wild. I'm saying Bear Country and Jurassic Express should fight in the fucking jungle or the forest, like they're fucking weird. You know, bears, bears and 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 dinosaurs and, dinosaurs and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Fucking go in the forest and have a fight. Wouldn't that be fun? You could have Jungle Boy literally jumping from tree to tree. You could have Marco stunt getting lost. You could have Luchasaurus coming out of the water. Bear Country could be hibernating in a cave. The-
1: Natural disaster match or something, like you know what I mean? The yeah. Nature's nightmare or something.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. Get them out there. Oh. Yeah. And and oh, Tim, picture this. Let's do that. Let's let's fantasy book that real quick. Okay. So we do nature's nightmare match, right? It's Jurassic Express versus Bear Country in the fucking wild, but you shoot it like it's National Geographic, like how they do with their cameras and you have a voiceover guy, fuck Jim Ross, fuck Tony Schiavone, fuck Excalibur. They're not calling this match. You're literally going to hire the voiceover guy from National Geographic and you're going to call this like it's a fucking zebra getting ate by a goddamn lion. That's how you do this match. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: I like that idea. I do like that idea a
0: lot. The other thing that I left with in is leads to what you were saying, the butcher and the blade. I would change their their tone a little bit because I agree with you. They've been with every group now. They've been with Eddie Kingston. Then they were kind of by themselves. Now they're with Matt Hardy. Turn them into APA. Turn them into your AEW APA, where they're just hitman for hire. That you go through the bunny to pay the bunny, but they're not. They don't give a shit about anything here. They care about money and. We can give them something other than beer, but like some other type of, we care about money and we care about fill in the blank. We can come up with that later, but just have them go from heel faction to heel faction for example in two weeks if Kenny Omega feels that John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are too much on the, on his heels he hires Butcher and the Blade because the Good Brothers are out injured and the Butcher and the Blade take care of Eddie Kingston and, yeah, and John Moxley that's what I would think you should do with them is just make them this rotating like yeah we'll fuck up anyone we'll fuck up the uh, heels too if you want like if you want us to take out the Good Brothers just hire us and we'll do it that He's would like make it, them yeah. really cool all right, now let's get back into the recap. We had Dasha interviewing Christian Cage. This was pretty standard. I thought it was a good promo from Christian, but he essentially said, uh, Kenny Omega, I'm coming for you. And remember, I'm going to outwork everyone. What'd I, you think?
1: Yeah, I am um, decent. Uh from Christian here I, I I like that he's the line where he said um everybody I get it right old guy coming in here everybody's worried about their spot and he's like but let me assure you there's only one spot I'm after and that's you know what I mean I like that line because that's kind of something that you know we haven't touched on uh before when people do this so I yeah I I'm just hey if that's real whatever Christian's real and if that's Jay whatever his name is really saying like Motherfuckers, you forgot about me. I am about to make you regret that ever. If that's what's really happening and he comes with it and brings it, then we can't say it'll be anything but great for us, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we've seen Christian is capable of telling us great stories with damn good matches. And if he's saying, I'm fucking, he's like a thing they've never told you backstage is that I'm the fucking guy and I'm going to show you, the great, I'm here for it. But Mm -hmm. we'll see, right? We'll see. There's a lot of bravado in pro wrestlers and we like that, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. I am curious to see what his dynamic is going to be because Kenny Omega is still tied up with John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, that story. And eventually that's going to end and Kenny Omega is going to need to do the next thing, but I don't believe what we're going to do is just have Christian do backstage promos with Dasha or Marvez or Tony Schiavone until right. Kenny Omega is done with that promo. Exactly. So he's got to do something. So he's going to do something. But what is that first thing? Because you can't necessarily say like Christians taking on, um, you know, Wardlow, because now he would be going up against the pinnacle. You can't have Christian taking on Jake Hager because now that's uh, Christian versus the inner circle. And so you need like a lower level heel, but someone credible enough. And I just don't know who that person is because everyone's in these gang warfares and these factions and he's this solo act going yeah. like, where do I go? So I'm very interested to see what his first yeah, move will be. Even could, Like, uh,
1: yeah, we don't Lance Archer. looks like he's going after TNT titles, So we're not going to mm-hmm. throw him to that.
0: The only guy I could think of, but I think it would not be beneficial as far as storytelling maybe in ring experience definitely but maybe scorpio sky we saw that scorpio sky has turned a, a new leaf yeah, and has gone heel or
1: changing his right plan, right because so, give christian the win right Christian's right exactly whoever he goes against first that would right be bizarre to not do that
0: yeah so that's where I, I i'm uh excited to see christian i think christian is fantastic but where does he start? Because I don't think he's just starting with Kenny Omega. But speaking of Kenny Omega, the two biggest thorns in his side, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, were in action taking on the Good Brothers. Before this match, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. Just, I said this on our Twitter, at table show. If you want ratings to go up and you want stories to make sense, literally just have John Moxley or Eddie Kingston, or even better, both of them. Just, do promos each week just fucking let them talk they're the best at it right now
1: yeah that promo was so real and so gritty and just exactly why we love both of these guys allowing to have the freedom to just do and say what they want it was it was great i loved every bit of that and was just like i want to go fight with these guys
0: Yeah." yeah yeah and again like you said it was believable because first off everything that eddie kingston's doing is believable i don't i still believe when he said god is my enemy and I I'll come after you in a moment. I don't think that that was like a work. I think that was a shoot coming from Eddie Kingston. Yeah,
1: this is what he laid at Ben when time. was like I'm fucking <laughs> comfortable." for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So sir. crazy. Uh so yeah, let's get into the match here. Eddie Kingston John Moxley good brothers uh, it was really physical, really fun. It ends with again the most devastating move in all of pro wrestling, the roll up. But yeah. it was more of a s- small package, like cradle. But Eddie Kingston and John Moxley get the victory.
1: Also, just to backtrack for a quick second, one of my favorite parts of that promo was, and he was like, "Everybody's talking about the Good Brothers. Everybody loves the Good Brothers. Everybody's like, I don't." And then Kingston's like, "Nope." And he's like, "I'm like not at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <don't like> <laughs> one bit. Yeah, uh, match of course. I mean, look you know, who are we talking about, right? So uh, I I always feel like these matches are fine, but that's kind of my bare minimum ex- expectation, right, mm-hmm. of guys like this, right? So I, I don't think they did anything to necessarily wow me in that, but, again, it's early storytelling time for these folks, so, you know, they're not going to go all out and, you know, throw somebody off a ledge, you know. Uh, that's true. Throw,
0: so the real story was post-match. We saw the Good Brothers attack Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, Kenny Omega then comes out. They take out Eddie Kingston by putting his leg in a chair and then stomping on it. Eddie Kingston then rolls out to the outside because he's obviously injured. And then they're going to do that same move, but to Jon Moxley's neck. And this is when the Young Bucks said, hey, enough's enough. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So they come out. And they essentially try to reason with their friends, saying, like, hey, I get it that we don't like them, but you're trying to, like, kill you're some people? You're kill him. Yeah, like, yeah. what in the fuck? Don't and, kill him. Yeah. And Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers instantly go, like, hey, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends, right? Like, look at this hand gesture. Your fingers. Yeah, hand just do it. do it. Do, do it, do it, do it. Hey, puppets. And, and so uh, I almost did it again. Am I going the right way? Yeah, Yep. Uh, almost,
1: oh, yeah, we kind of did it right on her nose. Yeah, right, yeah that'll be fine.
0: I like it. We'll make it. Edited, Watch us but... on YouTube. YouTube there it is. slash Spanish Sounds Tube. So uh, the young bucks are like, "No, fuck that. We're not. We're not friends. We're not cool here. Like, stop this bullshit." And the interesting part that I found is then Kenny Omega essentially big times him, and it's like, "Fuck this!" and takes off the shirt, and it's like, "You're not a real friend of mine." And the young bucks are, well, what do we do? Like what? What? And then they just leave the ring, and, and I'll let you uh, describe what you saw from this segment because you had an interesting point.
1: Yeah, they left the ring. Okay, so you guys came out to John Moxley's aid from these guys who are trying to break his neck, and you get in your fight, and you you puff your chest, and you deny the hand puppets, you know, hour with with the Good Brothers there, and then you leave because you're upset. <laughs> but you left John Moxley in the fucking ring with the guys who were trying to break his neck. You assholes. <laughs> right. Like, had, you know what I mean? If you didn't argue for another few seconds, he would have been in peril. Luckily he got up and saved himself with a chair, <laughs> but you fucks left him there.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was, that was a misstep by the young bucks. Uh, so we're starting to see dissension amongst the, um, bullet club or whatever we're calling them in AEW. But again, where I left with this segment was how fucking good John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are. So they do their whole thing, the Bullet Club, Dissension, they're running around, all that. Meanwhile, Eddie Kingston is outside the ring. And in the history of pro wrestling, that is 10 times out of 10. Just a moment for the wrestler to catch his breath. He just sits there, lays there, waits till the segment's over. We're clear. He might limp back to the uh, to the locker room and then, you know. We're, we're moving on to whatever the next story is. Nope. Not Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is surrounded by medical personnel and he's yelling, get me back in the ring with Mox, get me back in the ring with Mox because that's his friend and he knows his friend is still hurt and in trouble. So he wants to be there for his friend. And it's like, fuck Eddie Kingston. Do you not think of every detail? You are the best. You are the yeah. fucking best. Yeah. Just, Eddie
1: Kingston is is awesome. Uh, I've, I've really liked um, everything since he's showed up, I saw somebody tweet that said, "Like, I can't believe I didn't know about this guy! Like, only a year ago, like, how did we ever live without him?" And that's kind of how I feel uh, with Eddie Kingston in some in these spots that he does, and just the believability, like you said, uh, and just the identifiableness. Right? You can look at that guy and be like, "Yeah," like you feel that, right? And, just- and he
0: doesn't turn it off. That's that's the thing that I think I want to give him like the biggest praise for is, like I mentioned, you could have had and you have had millions of times just someone go like ah my leg my leg my leg you Mm -hmm. know but no he's still playing into what his character is on screen he's never breaking he's never taking a you know a moment to just rest it's so it's so admirable to see someone committed to being a pro wrestler in 2021 so applause and you know whatever you want to say there to eddie kingston but he is just absolutely amazing all right, so now let's keep keep it moving here. We had Tony Schiavone interviewing Sting and Darby Allin. Darby Allin takes the mic first and says, Hey, I'm tired of Team Taz. Fuck that shit. Now I'm the TNT champ, but I've only defended this thing three times. So I'm going to do something in honor of the greatest TNT champion, uh, Brody Lee. And I'm going to let the Dark Order have the first shot now that I'm done with Team Taz. But here's the thing you pick who it is dark order like you let me know and i'm kicking their ass next week but dark order you're getting the first shot i thought that was really great
1: yeah uh i like that idea too um but uh the sting thing are we ever gonna see sting complete a promo without getting interrupted in AEW, or is that just part of his gimmick now
0: maybe that's part of his gimmick maybe what would be great is if we continue down this path and then like he shows up for, a, a you know, a promo with Tony Schiavone and Tony's like, I'm here with and He just takes the mic and he's like, no. And then like, let's say he goes heel. He never will. But let's just say he goes heel and he closes down the entrance ramps like so people can't walk out of those tunnels. He's like, no, fuck that. No one's walking out. I've got security guards. I'm talking here, you assholes. And he just cuts a promo of like, you know, I'm the greatest of all time or all that, you know, maybe we'd go that route.
1: He says uh, he says, Your time is up, my time is now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's not what he'd say.
0: Well, someone who did say that essentially was Lance Archer. So mm. uh, Darby Allen gives out the open Call. challenge to the to the dark order. Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts walk out. Lance Archer's like, Hey, fuck this. You guys are stupid. You're dumb. More me. More of I mean, the hawk Monster. Yeah. I mean. More me. More of me. I like me. You like me. We all like me more of me, more of me. And he talks shit on Darby Allen. They kind of have a standoff. Then Jake, the snake takes the mic and I like the, um, I like the, uh, awareness of their history. Jake, the snakes like sting me and you know, each other. Cause obviously they do right from WCW. They have some great matches, uh, back in the early nineties, but he's like me and you, you know who I am and you know, we're coming for you. And then he goes, so we're going to take off now but we're coming for that ass. And Sting's like, all right then, motherfucker. Like, let's let's do it. And as soon as he's squaring up and getting his chest all big to uh, the murder hawk monster and Jake the Snake, here comes that thorn in the side. Team Taz. And Team Taz walks out. And before Taz can even say a word, Brian Cage is like, you know what? I gotta get something off my chest, you assholes. I don't care what the fuck Team Taz says. Sting, you're great. And then Team Taz is like, the fuck you doing pal and that's the end of the segment yeah.
1: that was the best part of the segment and and ricky starks and team task selling that like he just fucking literally stabbed them in the back it was great and I, mm-hmm. ricky stark's like excuse me what the fuck are you saying about me <laughs> like, yeah. when he said like ricky starks was wrong he was like whoa right and then taz keeps trying to like get the mic from him you know what i mean brian cage like you step off motherfucker you know like oh that was great i love how will hub's like are you out of your goddamn mind <laughs> like he's like sitting there like what's wrong with you um and then he just kind of plows through them and goes off and they don't even like like all right fuck, dealing with you we gotta go figure out what the hell's going on over here i'd like to see where that's going because team taz if it's if the shakeup is let's get rid of brian cage let him go do his own thing i mean that could be great too
0: Yeah. Again, I know uh, for listeners for the last few weeks have known where we stand, where we wish that was maybe Ricky Starks who said that instead of Brian Cage. But yeah, some shakeup because I think the shakeup is needed not only for one of them to, you know, establish themselves as a mid card to maybe lower main event level kind of guy. But I think someone needs to evolve out of a spot because then powerhouse Hobbs needs to be, you know, the guy that just crosses his arms to actually doing some shit my my thought is we're gonna get brian cage and sting versus powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks i think that's where we're going and then out of that that's where lance archer comes in and is like fuck you bitch I'm still here. And then that's when he takes out sting. And then we get Brian cage and team Taz go their way. And then we get sting and Lance Archer go their way. But I think that's where we're going. Uh, Also on AEW dark quick note, we saw some dissension there as well, where Brian Cage and Ricky Starks weren't really on the same page, kind of, uh, you know, giving each other the side, looks and side eyes and saying like, fuck you doing pal. Uh, So yeah, I think we're going to get Brian cage being pushed as that alpha male, you know, lunchbox with arms and legs who can bench press the world so we'll see next up we had phoenix versus angelico this was good i like phoenix still i think he's the most fun where it's like this guy could literally die he has that darby allen trait to him but where i don't like where darby allen i think enjoys the pain where like he enjoys to jump off the the cliff and maybe break a leg and oh that was fun phoenix i think just says Oh this will work out for me like I'm fine, but it never does he, he ends up you know doing a a dive out out the ring and his tailbone hits the um, post and you know he breaks the tailbone or something like that they're they're similar in their recklessness, but it's different intentions behind it. but yeah, Phoenix and Angelico it was what it was. I liked it. It is boring shit. listen I,
1: this is the epitome. <laughs> of what we talk about when we talk about like the fucking hold your hand run up to the the post flip over and arm drag you and that hurts and i all of that i mean they're, they're literally holding hands most of this match for shit like that and i just i, I again moves are great the professional wrestling The story is in between the goddamn moves, right? Like, and we're not getting that in these kind of matches. There's no story being told here. There's no story being furthered in in what's surrounding this match. And I just don't, like, the fuck is Angel—I forgot he was even there. Like, I don't—I don't know. I I, just—I couldn't get through this fast enough for me.
0: I think— I agree with you somewhat. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the, hey, let's hold each other's hands. I'm going to run up these ropes, and then I'm going to smack your chest. What What the fuck was that, right? Yeah, right.
1: Um, while you stand there, while you flip
0: once, and then you flip again,
1: when any other time I'd rip my fucking hand out <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I know we're not, and I know we're supposed to suspend. Like, I, I get it. It's, it's wrestling. We all know it's fake, so we know it's fake. But, like, when you make it, like, unbelievably – non like I, it, mm-hmm. there's there's an uncanny valley and you missed it you just missed it anyway.
0: i i think phoenix's style is best paired with the lance archers the jake hagers the the big man of aw that's where he shines because he can't do it yeah, I agree and then that. we're not relying on the other person to do the timing stuff because Maybe they don't want to, or maybe they just don't have that ability. But when you get the same flippy guy with them, then, yeah, to, to to your point, now we're just doing a bunch of shit that's like Cirque du Soleil. What the fuck are we doing? But anyhow, Phoenix gets the win. We move on. He looks strong. Got to build him up and and Pac to take on the Young Bucks here in a few weeks. But after this marvez goes and talks with miro and here we go we're getting that dissension we're getting miro doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself what'd you think of this
1: uh the key takeaway i took is when he says hey listen to me if there's something i know the worst thing for your career is to have your wife at ringside (laughs) that was a super fun dig um yeah uh, there's interesting more dissension here which i think we've kind of talked about okay cool we did this It, it it was weird that we did this as the way to debut miro Usually that's something that comes after somebody debuts, but they clearly weren't ready to go like all in on Miro. So, I, but I think Miro is better than just this pairing. So mm-hmm. I, I don't mind if they're friends and buddies forever, but like I would like it not to be faction like.
0: The thing, Yeah, I agree. The thing that I started to realize at this point of AEW Dynamite is as great as they are with storytelling and they are this is the most fun i've had watching pro wrestling like i said last week since ecw when taz was the champ and we had all the fun stuff with the dudleys and tommy dreamer and all that stuff right this is the most fun i've had personally since then by the way wearing an ecw shirt here uh however i feel like whoever's writing this if it's one person they're doing a lot of the same things so what I mean by that is, QT Marshall might be leaving the Nightmare Family. Miro might be living, li- leaving Kip Sabian. The Young Bucks might be leaving uh, the the Bullet Club. It's like okay, but really, it just it, it's coincidental that this all happened on the same episode that we're just getting the teases of breakups. Like, you know. Yeah, have right some, after the
1: fallout from a pay per view, right? <laughs>
0: right, yeah. It's like have some some weeks where this happens and then that happens. We don't have to do all of this on one episode. So that's where I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Anyhow, we're gonna get the match. I think Miro then takes off and you know starts flexing his muscles and is like, "Remember who the fuck I am." Let's all chant "Rusev Day" or "Miro Lance Day." Archer. Oh, oh that. that would be fun. I want to see that.
1: Yeah, that would. With be With Jake rude. Roberts there, even. Yeah. Miro interacting with him. Yeah.
0: Oh, the promos. Because, well, yeah, you know, amazing. Miro always, you know, Bob Lashley and all the, those yes. little mannerisms.
1: Yeah. What would he say about Jake Roberts and Lance? Yeah. Oh, my Snake
0: gosh. man. Hey, you yeah. snake man. Like, that's yeah. probably what it is. Hey, saying. snake Bob. <laughs> yeah, snake. <laughs> Snakey Jake. Snakey yeah. Jake. You and yes. me, we don't like Great. each other. Yeah. Uh after the miro segment we got uh marvez again backstage uh this time he goes to the dark order and he says hey dark order you heard the challenge who accepts negative Negative ones like me motherfuckers i'm taking this guy out and on dark orders like no 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 let's let's thank you not yet um and then they all raise their hand and then eventually they land on john silver old guns and poses here so, yeah. Guns and Poses taking on Darby Allen. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, that was a fun segment. The way he
1: like reacted to that, and you know, what I mean, they're like, what are they call him, Meat Man or something? Yeah, like that? I don't know. I mean, they're all chanting for him. Uh, yeah, Dark Order's fun, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we knew this was a, you know, going to spin the wheels. So, but I mean, it fits. That's where Dark Order is used best. If they're going to be this, like you, like we've discussed, where they are the. You know, the the kind of the nerds where you don't hate them. They're Mm -hmm. not, like, annoying necessarily, but they're kind of goofy and just not, you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to, like, go grab a beer with the guys, but they don't mind if they're around. That fits well where we go, hey, you get a shot. And they go, okay, but we know they're going to get beat, right?
0: Yeah. I'm curious, though. Of where Colt Cabana is with all of this. Remember, yeah. we we had him doing the flirtation with. Does he know that he's a heel? And I understand right. things in real life happen that have changed the story and the narrative of what Colt Cabana is doing in the Dark Order. However, everyone you know that is speaking about the Dark Order, Order storyline is just saying Hangman Adam Page is going to take over the the Dark Order, which I still think he should, but. Colt Cabana, are we just giving up on Colt Cabana being Colt Cabana? Because he's still an independent wrestling legend. So I feel like maybe we should be doing something more with his story on screen where he takes more initiative. And for example, what I may have done with this is say Colt Cabana makes the decision right now, and Colt Cabana is picking John Silver. And even though he's not, you know, running or. Uh, in charge of the dark order. He's still a senior leadership role amongst these dorks that are just running around bouncing off of each other backstage. So that was the one thing I'm interested in going forward with the dark order is where does Colt Cabana, are we invested in Colt Cabana? Because I still think he can tell good stories and he obviously has good matches. So now let's get into it, Tim, here we are. This is what we're all here to talk about. It was the unsanctioned lights out, Anything goes match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Thunder Rosa. Oh, my God. Tim, I will let you go first. What did you think about this main event match? First time ever women main evented AEW Dynamite episode.
1: I thought this was stunning, I think is the word I told you. I Mm -hmm. was taken aback by just how hard they went in and quick this match was not 40 minutes this was right and they hit a lot of spots after each other i watched it back today just and i don't do that much like i really it's rare that i'm watching a match a second time Mm -hmm. and but i had to see this again just to kind of catch it and i was surprised i was like oh man they're already at this spot oh man they're at this spot i was like i guess i didn't realize as it was going like this went through pretty quick Mm -hmm. and they managed to just Get they they were never pulling any punches. They were never pulling up lame on a spot, uh, at least on purpose. There was a couple times where I think it it didn't hit as hard because they you know I mean were realized they were out of position maybe mm-hmm. more so than they were, but they adjusted and still hit the spot. Goo. Um, and then the, the way to go with the bleeding, like I don't think she intended to bleed as much as she did being Britt Baker and then Rebel trying to even help her and the rest like, nah, 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 hold on here, right? Like you, you caught that moment where she like tries to give her the thing, but then he's like, all right, I get it, whatever, right? Blood's in her eye. Mm-hmm. Um, powering through that, the table spot at the end, I thought they legitimately knocked her out because when she had to like oh. get her off of that table and her body was flopping, I was like, oh my God, is she really dead? Like, Are we sure that she didn't really... Because it looked like she drove her head through the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what a match. God, this was great. This match of the year, so far without a question in my mind, Like, this is amazing.
0: I agree. I agree with everything you said there. I think these women knew the spot that they were in, and this is the exact in pro wrestling term of grabbing that brass ring. I know we had that ladder match of grab the brass ring. If you wanted to know what that looks like, it looks like this match. These two women, first off, I mentioned this before. This is one of the best storylines in all of pro wrestling. Obviously it's their best women's storyline currently, but and all of pro wrestling and considering Roman reigns and head of the table and the drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and all of that stuff. And then AEW hangman and all of their good stuff, thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, the genesis of this was a little bit weird, but then they made it make sense, right? Oh, yeah. It was Dr. Britt Baker, the AEW talent saying this NWA talent doesn't even deserve to be in our locker room. And then the dissension and just hatred going to this boiling point and like you said they didn't waste time they didn't go like hey let's do some arm drags or let's do you know a sleeper hold they're like no let's get on the top rope here and do a suplex into into some fucking chairs like they went at it and i just thought it was incredible the uh, the commitment like you said uh they weren't pulling punches it was hey we need to make the most out of this out of this moment so i'm punching you in the fucking face and honestly as great as Uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa were, which they were. Credit to Rebel too. She got in there and she got dirty She's as so well. Great. She She's is so great. I she love her is stuff. so good, and oh, I enjoyed that spot when she used her coat to have Britt Baker wipe it's the real. blood out of her eyes. So yeah, real. that was yeah. that was real. And even if you're you know kayfabe in it here, like of course Rebel would do that for for Britt Baker. She loves her. So yeah, here's well, my coat. He got, I don't care.
1: Real unbelievable. Like that's a that's what she would have been like. Oh my god, here, get this out of yeah. your eyes,
0: Right, and, and then. And then her going through the table herself, I thought that was good. Uh, I feel like this morning, a, a lot of the credit's going to Britt Baker, and deservingly so. She got the thumbtacks out. She took the power bomb into the thumbtacks when, thumb ja- yeah. when she got the When she got the lockjaw mm-hmm. on Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa just to like roll her into the thumbtacks. What a great creative spot. Yeah, and I feel like Britt Baker deserves. 1 million percent, all the credit she deserves is completely justified and earned. However, I feel like we also need to applaud Thunder Rosa here. Thunder Rosa was the one that kind of got us to point A to point B to point C. Now, it was Thunder, or excuse me, it was Baker going through the stuff, right? Like the table spot at the end. Like, she was the one who looked like she got unconscious. But Thunder Thunder Rosa Rosa got the
1: victory. Well,
0: Thunder Thunder Rosa got the victory, but she was the ring general. She was the one where it was like... To your to your point, like maybe we looked a little off timed, or you know timing was a little off. So let's let's settle it down here. Yeah, like I've got the, you. The here. thing
1: that instantly comes to mind is like I when she had her on the ropes and went into the ladder. Like it looks like they hit that less because I think she realized like I'm going to overshoot this if I go full, and so it kind of didn't hit as hard, but still look. I mean, like they still hit the spot; they didn't miss it. Um, it it I'm sure it hurt. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like it's not uh, not for nothing. The curb stomp by Baker oh. to Rosa on yeah. the snaps. Mm. Looked, I was like, oh my God, that was real. I was like, oh th- my God, she got her.
0: <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I think before, it, it reminded me of a, of a story that the Regal twins told us uh, about when they were extras uh, in WWE on Monday Night Raw. So they were a part of a backstage segment where Brock Lesnar and Undertaker were going to be in this huge fight and it was going to be a pull apart. Everyone's got to get involved. Yeah, we were there, uh, and everyone was going to get involved. And what Brock Lesnar and Undertaker said before they went to live on Monday Night Raw is, hey, from this moment on, after this meeting is done, this is real between me and him. Brock Lesnar is saying this. Like, this is real between me and him. So if you get in our way, you're taking an elbow. You're taking a punch as well. And so that's what I feel like the women did with this match is say, we're going at this as if we're really fighting each other to the point that when thunder Rosa won, she broke down in tears. I think for two reasons, one, probably the adrenaline dump of what the fuck did I just do to my body? And two, I think you knew both the talent and the crowd. Like we watched something special here. This oh, was, yeah. this was the defining moment for AEW's women's division. This was a yeah. defining moment of a W
1: that's the kind of stuff you can feel in the air even when they have this like lack of a huge crowd but like i mean you could tell by the crowd that was there and and the other wrestlers out there like it went from standard like cheering and stuff to a real this is awesome chant not a generic Mm -hmm. yeah like they were like hey no this is awesome and then it just kind of kept going from there where you could tell everybody was like oh what no, right? Like, and that's how I was at home. And even watching it a second time, like watching the things, even when you know it's coming, I was like, Jesus.
0: Oh yeah. It
1: uh, just, yeah, it was such a great match.
0: It was incredible. When, when Britt Baker got the thumbtacks out, first off, credit mm-hmm. to my wife, who I've just beat her down over the head with pro wrestling, just norms, where she uh, got the black bag. And my wife was reading and checking into the match, cause it did get her ch- attention as mm-hmm. well. And she goes, that's thumbtacks. And I go, I love you so much. (laughs) So when, when the thumbtacks came out, she's like, really? And I was like, I think so. And the power bomb, that's another thing. Credit for taking a power bomb. It wasn't a, you know, um, little body slam or just a trip and a fall into yeah drop kick yeah it was I'm fucking throwing you up and you gotta go all back into this she
1: didn't again she did not you know like let gravity drop her yeah she falls on it which is not is not an easy thing to do either. I'm not sitting here and be like, well, if you just fall on thumbtacks, they don't hurt. Like if so many power, but power bomb. That means those things are getting embedded. Even if the even if the pointy side didn't, she probably had one that was like on its side, still get jammed up into her bag. That had to be, oh, that had to be a shot. Like I mean, I imagine your body just gets that shooting electricity shot. I'm mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Oh god. Yeah, I can't this sing the praises of this enough.
0: Yeah, this was incredible. I really hope. For as good as the women division is, Nyla Rose is great. Obviously, Sheeta as the champ is doing really well. You got Jade Cargill, which was who was featured earlier in the in the show. And also, Sheeta and Jade Cargill were given some shots of them watching the match during this as well. But I really hope we don't do it instantly, right? I don't want to see it as the next pay-per-view. But maybe end of the year, or whatever that December, January pay-per-view is, we revisit this with thunder rosa as champ or Britt baker as champ and we say hey let's run this back Let, let's let's see what we can do again on a lights out match this time for the title because i think if you raise the stakes man i'm on it like if you tell me that that's the the main event of a pay-per-view Britt baker thunder rosa in a lights out two match for the title oh you so, got my money yeah yeah here's it, my yeah, money right here it is uh incredible though this was spectacular i thought overall like i said a lot of people didn't do some things because i think we all knew again they being aw knew like we're going all out on this so we don't want to make it uh, watered down with cody turns heel or blah blah, blah you know shack is back or whatever it is we're focusing in on this and i thought that was the right move and so this episode was really good in my opinion oh yeah i thought it was great all right. So that was AEW Dynamite. Tim, we've got some picks to get to. You want to take over the WWE talk as we transition?
1: We have WWE Fastlane coming Festling. this weekend on Peacock. Oh, wait. You got the peacock. I've not signed up yet. I know I need to. I meant to today, but I got real busy. And fun fact, we're starting this a little late in the evening. Tom's mad at me for that. Uh but I got my energy, I got my Zoya. So I so, I'm, Zoya, so he's fine now. Uh posi- positive
0: positive yeah. energy, it says. Uh,
1: the peacock is, is like the network is done. Like I think you can still access it for now, but they've said like, hey, this is done now and people like you'll get a refund if you've already paid some things and, and that kind of stuff. So Peacock is coming. You need to sign up for it. You could probably watch Fast Lane, I think, on the traditional network, but WrestleMania time. it's it. What are your thoughts?
0: So, uh, today was the official launch, but I've had Peacock for about a week, and they've had WWE content on there already. Gotcha. So, let me tell you the Soft pros launch, and cons. Exactly. So, let me tell you the pros and cons. So, the pro part of the Peacock Network is it has such a wealth of content going back to everything that they own right so much nbc owns everything so you can literally just be on that channel itself and stay there the entire time you can do um snl and go back to like the history of uh saturday night live you can go to parks and rec you could do the office so you could like binge nine million things and then get to the wwe network which was A giant library into itself. So, like, the amount of hours you could just spend hanging out on this app is incredible. Now, the con. First off, I hate the name. I'm not going to tell you I'm watching Peacock. It's fucking dumb. It's stupid. Change the fucking name. Don't do NBC Plus because that's lazy, but come up with something else. Credit to you for trying to be creative, but this was a swing and a miss with the fucking name. Stupid.
1: I don't even need a fancy name. I get branding, but like, if you just told me it's. NBC on demand, like yeah, it's fine. Like on demand look, is fine. We've too. talked about this. They named the college football playoff the college football playoff after a lot of like analysis and, mm-hmm. and stuff because sometimes simple is best. Peacock is. You're right. I get it. That's your that's your
0: logo. That's logo, your icon. Yeah, it's stupid. Nobody, to say.
1: nobody. Like I get what you're saying. People will identify when they see that peacock with NBC, but nobody ever, like, referred to NBC as, like, the Peacock Network or, like, mm-hmm. Peacock Or been like, man, that logo's so cool, they got a Peacock. Like, nobody's been that. So, I don't know. Like, that's being too far up your own ass, I feel like.
0: I agree. The other thing that is a drawback – now, I'm on the 4 You want to be
1: up somebody else's ass, not up your own. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, exactly. You want be too far up your own ass. You gotta, <laughs> <you're never>
0: gonna... <laughs> Indeed. Wise <laughs> words here from Tim. Uh, the other drawback, and this is just because I honestly thought – for the criticisms that the wwe network got as an app i found it to be pretty pleasant i thought the you know starting and stopping one thing yeah. i will say is i'm on the five dollar i'm on the 4.99 right. i'm not on the 9.99 i will get there eventually but right now again soft launch so me too right yeah. Um. but the app itself today when i got in there it's not that user-friendly compared to what the WWE Network was. Right. So that's my two cents.
1: So, yes, and I've heard that like you can't pause and rewind live TV. Now, I don't know if that'll be the same for like a three-hour event, like a WWE pay-per-view kind of thing, because... Uh, that's gonna be annoying. I rarely ever start those things on time. If we can't like start from beginning and pause when I gotta take a piss, or maybe come back to it after I go pick up my kid from work or something like that, mm-hmm. like that's gonna suck. Now, obviously, I don't have a whole lot of choice. I've got to take it, but like that's gonna be something that like that will make me be like, well, no, I damn sure don't want to give you the extra to go to nine ninety nine. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like unless you're I giving me that feature, because like that's one of the features I enjoy the most about the WWE Network is yeah. the ease of use of the on-demand portion of it.
0: Yes, and one thing that uh, they have brought over from WWE Network to um, the Peacock Network is they have the the markers. So if there's a long, like, best of Triple H, yeah. right, or whatever, you can yeah. go to, like, this match, this match, this match. Yeah. So that, somebody I will say, me, was a
1: plus. If you can do the things I've said you can't, because I've only heard that you can't. Like I said, I don't have experience with the Peacock, but I heard somebody, like, online heard, saw them online mm-hmm. bitching about that when the Peacock thing came out. They were like, oh, are they going to let us fight? Because apparently you can't do that now i get most nbc things are hour long 30 mm-hmm. minutes so fine but like i mean are they doing that with football games and stuff like th- that they are on there and this because like i kind of don't want to deal with that that's annoying if i've got to wait if i'm if it's two hours in a mania and i know i want to start from the beginning i've got to wait until it's completely done that's going to be really annoying
0: yeah i agree i think that will be something they will fix if it's that way currently but again i just the app like the hub it's called wwe hub it's not that great but again it's day one we can get better so i'm hoping we get better i was just more impressed that i could get lost in this app for days i could be on that app and not use another app for a week i could watch so much stuff i could watch live sports wwe their television shows like it's it's impressive for $4.99 $4.99 that I'm sure, paying of right now. Oh, yeah. The, so, the
1: amount of content you're getting yeah. with the deal is way better, for sure. Yep. Now, what we're going to get into on the Peacock is the WWE Fastlane, and we're going to make some predictions. We are not going to put stakes on it because we do that with the AEW pay-per-views, meaning that like the loser will not have to face a punishment like Tom did last week. If you go back and watch slash listen uh, where he had to you know acknowledge me as the table chief, the head of the Spanish announce table,
0: wah, which wah. I am.
1: Uh, but uh, this we just like to have a little fun and see what you know what we think is going to happen. So let me read from wwe.com. Right, this is right now, the March 18th. Some things may change, obviously. SmackDown will happen between now and then. Um, but you yeah, know, we, we can only do with what we know. We've got I'm going to read it from their list here Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Is this actually happening?
0: What's going on? Hmm, my. My gut feeling says this is going to be some type of cinematic experience. I don't know we're going to get a Randy Orton walks to the ring, Alexa Bliss walks to the ring. Not a lot they, of hard drags, huh? Right, they're not locking up and seeing what we're we're doing here. They're not going to do a test of strength. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Oh, I would
1: I gotta see an Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton test of strength now that you said hey, that, that would be great. About. If I don't see that by the time we, you know, time I die, I this what are we doing a here? Loss. It'll be Right. A loss.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Randy Orton on his way to the ring, sees some of the puppets from the Firefly Funhouse, Alexa Bliss, blindsides him. we get into the fun. I don't even know if this is actually going to be a match. I would not be shocked if we don't even get a ref or get to the ring. We get all the fun stuff that happens on some yeah, location. Like,
1: this happened yeah. in route to the match. This doesn't even you right. know I mean? go so, off because Bray Wyatt.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, I think if we're going to bet the conclusion, I think the conclusion is, oh, my God, the devil himself is back. It is Bray Wyatt. So here's
1: what happens. If this is some sort of actual contest, Alexa Bliss will win because uh, the Fiend came back slash Randy Orton wins by DQ because Mm -hmm. the Fiend came back. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And this is all in route. Uh, to Drew McIntyre being the you know the main event taking on Bob's, uh, um, but uh, well, what, what, what if Seamus were to win? Can't Seamus be like oh, I ain't get to say which? Which leads me to believe Seamus ain't winning. So here we go, Drew McIntyre wins.
0: This is where you start to look at Fastlane and you realize, and I believe I've said this before on the podcast, that Fastlane is the appendix of WWE pay-per-views because this isn't needed. At one time, it served a purpose, but now no one knows what it is. We just still have it around. We need to take it out of the schedule of WWE pay-per-views. For this reason, on Raw, like you said, they announced at WrestleMania, Bob Lashley, Drew McIntyre, WWE Championship. Awesome. I'm actually into that. I'm looking forward to that match. But if we're going to do that, Why not make this match a number one contenders match and then we don't know what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, but I'm also just like, we've seen this match the last two weeks running before this and the first one, we praised to all get out. They're not going to top that. Like, I don't feel like they're going to, I mean, maybe they will. I don't want to, you know, immediately discredit them, but I don't envision them doing something so much more wild that like, I'm like, okay, I saw this already.
0: I agree. And I think, we're not going to get a better match than that first one because there's no stakes. I believe if you said this has a number one contenders match, uh, you know, stipulation to it and even make Bobby Lashley, the special guest referee, right? Like that would be even more intrigue. And you just shot yourself in the foot and you said, no, Drew's going to go to WrestleMania. This is still going to happen, but we'll see what happens, you know, down the road. But bye-bye. Keep going. Stupid. I could see honestly Seamus winning by Bobby Lashley interfering, putting Drew McIntyre in the uh full Nelson or something like that, and then Seamus gets the victory. But still, it's not gonna be any consequence.
1: So yeah, Seamus uh somehow gets the win, right? Because Bobby Lashley interferes, but then Seamus keeps fucking around for like the next couple weeks between here and there and be like, why is he getting the match, fella? I should be getting the match, right? like and he keeps sticking his nose in the business. But I don't want to see him in like some triple threat or anything. So I don't know where that story would ultimately lead. But
0: yeah, I don't know. But yeah, other than uh, why
1: you disrespected Shayna's
0: well, angle yeah. for him. But again, this is where the difference for me personally, why I prefer AEW over WWE, is I get AEW sometimes has a bomb that doesn't go off. But at All least right. their stories are, are are making sense over there. And here, we're just going, you know, last-second decisions. Fuck it, let's just do it, and we'll figure it out later. And that's what this feels like.
1: Yeah. All right, we've got an intercontinental championship match. Big E versus the totally not racist gimmick of Apollo Crews.
0: Yeah, this one's actually e difficult. You think so, Big E? I think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see what you're saying. They they strap this new Apollo Cruz character because it's you know, it's, it's be the
0: new toy, right? It's the new shiny toy in WWE. So and let's
1: intercontinental title isn't something they like. Make
0: sure is and the intercontinental title would look great on an international talent like the Nigerian uh, Apollo Cruz. Apparently, you know, and, and so wouldn't be shocked. And then you then you get Big E's moment in front of a crowd at WrestleMania, you do the rematch at WrestleMania, I thought I talked myself into it. I'm going Apollo Crews so that we you're get the, the the surprise, hello, yeah, great moment wrong. for Big E. Yeah,
1: you're wrong. All right, uh, the WWE Tag Team Championship, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And I'm a little worried this might actually go Banks and Belair, but probably not. The, the traditional thing here is, get them fighting big time, and then that leads us into them no longer being played nice. Now they're actually enemies for the next couple of weeks, which is this is the WWE method, but,
0: yeah, you know. De- yeah, de- death, taxes, and the champion and number one contender have to go for the tag team championships right before WrestleMania. I feel like we've been doing this for as long as there's been, you know, black and white televisions uh this is i think this is just gonna be sasha gets tired of bianca holding her down maybe super kicks her in the face bianca takes the pinfall loss now bianca's pissed at sasha and we go to wrestlemania with a clear heel and a clear baby face i don't know they again another story if i just tell you Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair isn't that going to be fun? You would say, "Yep." And then they go, "Great. We're going to fuck that up." <laughs> they tell us this story. It's just not good, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh the Universal Championship. On the lines, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan.
0: <sighs>
1: Roman Reigns wins. They're going to have Roman Reigns as the champ. Yeah. So,
0: so what we don't know yet because, again, we record sure. on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. is tomorrow night on SmackDown, we're going to get Jay Uso versus Edge. Whoever wins that becomes a special enforcer for the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match. I think this is where Edge gets the victory on SmackDown. Edge is the special enforcer. I feel Daniel Bryan might get really close to winning, and Edge says, You asshole, I wanted to fight Roman Reigns, not you. And then gets a spear on Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns gets the victory. Kind of looks at Edge is like, Okay, man. See you in three weeks. And then Edge looks down at Daniel Bryan. And somehow through Adam Pierce announcing that he's in the match or something, Daniel Again, Bryan gets in put, yeah, Daniel Bryan gets in there, and then we get a yeah, triple threat.
1: I could see this triple threat um that you're saying, but uh you're right. I don't think it's because Daniel Bryan wins the title. And then it's Roman Reigns gets a rematch, but Edge is still the number one contender. So we've got to do the three-way, which is, you know, a believable story. But I don't think they're going to have Roman Reigns on the chase here as the head of the table. The, you know what I mean? The table, you know, tribal chief, excuse me. I'm the table chief. You're in the, the table chief, chief yes. Um, then, yeah, so I think you're right. I think it's, I like that booking almost better where Daniel Bryan's going to win. He, he pulled it out of his ass. He's going to win. And Edge doesn't hit that third. Count. Looks at him. Yep. And then Jey Uso comes in and bop! And then roll up uh, Roman or lays Roman Reigns on top. They're standing around like, why is Edge helping? Edge counts that three and then goes. It's not you, man. It's me. Like, you, you've you been jealous of me coming back because you can't do what what I did when when you came back. And this was my moment. And you keep trying to sneak in on it because you think you deserve it. Newsflash, I deserve it because I won the Royal Rumble, not you, right? Like, and then they're fighting, they're brawling, and that's where, you know what I mean? It, they, it could even be a match, and then Edge does something sneaky there, right, where Edge is kind of this tweener, right? And he gives him the Kansas City cunt punt. And uh, Adam Pearce like, oh, I've had enough of this, all three of you you know mm-hmm. all three of you match mania why
0: not there we go. it feels weird though on the road to wrestlemania your most intriguing character roman reigns mm. is taking a back seat to this now friction between edge and daniel Bryan. i find that interesting what were you gonna yeah. say i'm sorry
1: well uh no i mean unless you have any more thoughts on this match we've we, this match isn't on here but they announced it um on raw so i don't know why it's not on their website here uh wwe we were shitting on AEW, not updating their website but mm-hmm. the raw tag team championships will be on the line uh or is it smackdown i'm thinking of. um it's raw it's aj styles oh yeah almost, and and the new day no no no, that's at wrestlemania oh that's mania okay that's yeah right. that's mania yeah that's yeah, yeah. Mania. yeah. but right, again we'll talk about and tweet the table so we don't need to talk right. about that we'll talk but about again
0: Tables that proves the point of why the fuck are we doing fast lane when we're just announced matches for wrestlemania yeah is it like
1: i was i was like okay we got a tag man yeah i was thinking pay-per-view you just said it
0: yeah You're fucking me. yeah all
1: right so yeah more on that match later but um yeah roman reigns daniel bryan edge mania i mean i guess you know fine. can you
0: can you explain to me because i still don't understand the logic of why edge has an issue with daniel bryan i don't understand what his beef is with daniel bryan i understand daniel bryan's perspective of hey this could be my last wrestlemania i don't have too many years in me i need this one last shot i would say
1: it's that like it's it's the same thing that would lead to edge you know not giving daniel bryan the win here it's like no man this is my time this is my spot you say you deserve a mania spot you don't and you know why you don't deserve this spot because I won the fucking final Rumble. Well I came back out of nowhere. You're stealing my spotlight, trying to shove me out of the way. Guess what? You're old news. They liked you then. They don't now. It's me, right? Like, just that.
0: And I get that if Edge's spot wasn't confirmed. Like, the champion doesn't matter edge is still facing the champion it could be fucking uh you know repo man if you fucking want it to be it's still edge taking on the champion you're right (laughs) why not let's have some fun but um i don't understand why edge is so again now we've already done this storyline before you could possibly say edge thinks that You know, his drawing power against Roman Reigns will have more eyes than his drawing power against Daniel Bryan. But then we're flirting with the B-plus player kind of story for Daniel Bryan. But I just still don't get the logic of why Edge, who has his spot guaranteed, is pissed off that Daniel Bryan, like, I want to face you. Like, okay, then I'll fucking fight you too. Like, that's how he should be thinking, I would think. But I don't know. And again, like I asked you earlier, Roman Reigns just hanging out. Right. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. going to the movies here's my belt jay Uso, where's your brother get him in right. line too you know like what in the hell are we doing
1: yeah what are we doing that's fast lane i mean the appendix of wwe pay-per-view so that's all we can say about it i guess we'll just move on huh
0: because
1: mm-hmm. this is your chance ladies and gentlemen listening to me watching me right now go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. you're gonna find all the links you need there right some of those links are going to be this podcast right here. You can find us on the Google Podcast, the Apple Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. Got that up and running. Uh, YouTube, where you can watch us. You can look at our pretty faces. Tom's Hot Tom. You can see Hot Tom. God, who doesn't want to see Hot Tom? You can find that. You can find PayPal if you want to donate us some money because, look, Hot Tom spent some money.
0: I'm spending that money, efforts. boy. Spending that money.
1: All other kinds of stuff, right? We've got the links to the TikTok, the YouTube, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all of that shiz. Find us there. But Twitter, we're going to hone in on right now. If you follow us at Table Show, even if you don't, you know how Twitter works. You can use hashtag TweetTheTable. Talk about wrestling. We're going to read some of the best of them right here on the show, and I've got three of them picked out, Tom.
0: And by the way, Mm. uh, Joe excuse me join us while we uh live tweet during aew dynamite each every wednesday night right. we get in there and Maybe talk about we what we're seeing
1: events sometimes WWE events you never know so you should follow us because we may be live tweeting at any moment you never know
0: but we absolutely definitely do it during aew dynamite right. so uh join the conversation there too hashtag tweet the table let's get into them
1: at the iceman forever is our first hashtag tweet the table of the evening and he says What's up with John Morrison's hair here lately? Hashtag tweet the table. Now, I don't know if Iceman, uh, you know, if people know the Iceman may know why he's honing in on um, on John Morrison's hair here. I thought it was glorious. I don't know what, uh, I don't know if he's jealous Is the Iceman here, but, um, you know, well, it's, heel,
0: it's heel heat. Man. It is heel heat. I think it would be fun if we went into a story of why he's doing it, though. Right. I think it would be fun if we understand, like, do you understand what it's like to be Mrs. friend for this long? You end up looking like this. Yeah,
1: look at this. What guy, the yeah. fuck's Remember happening Alex to Riley? me? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I think we should tell a story with the hair because, yeah, the hair is the most interesting thing right now with John Morrison. And there ain't much else, but that is very uh, fun to look at. And again, to your point, it is heel heat. Mm hmm.
1: At Katie First Lady chimes in and she wants to talk about the tag team championships that we were talking about earlier. And she says, huh, we need legitimate tag teams. Hashtag tweet the table. And I kind of agree. Now, look, we, we want to get almost out there and and show, you know, maybe he's going to do more than we're expecting, which I, I agree. There's going to be some cool spots and the new day needs a spot and AJ Styles needs a spot. And the, all three of those guys in a ring together are going to do some cool stuff. But and, and we,
0: protect almost
1: how are we supposed to to take the you know the structure of your organization and these tag team titles any kind of seriously if um, immediately upon new day beating somebody out outcomes aj styles and almost who are not a tag team and get to say we're going to wrestlemania tag team us and they go okay you got it as if like even the champs get to say who they're facing at WrestleMania like all of this was just like Jesus guys this none of this is real.
0: Yeah, again, this is where logic uh, runs out the door because what are we doing? I think this is where the old storytelling of we have a heel management person in charge that they could rely on. Back in the day when it was Shane or Stephanie or Vince or Triple H, they could just say, New Day, we don't like you. So your punishment, it's gonna be against AJ Styles and almost, and you go, oh shit, that sucks. But now that they have abandoned the heel uh, authority figure, they still want to do matches like this, but they have no way of telling you the story because that tried and true way of authority figure makes the decision is not there, so they're just left going, "Uh, just point at the sign. If you point at the sign, you go. And then if they agree, then they do it. And it's like, okay, cool, fucking dumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think any of this is... Uh, is going to be good for much. I mean, the match will be fine.
0: but The match is going to be fun. Look, when we get to WrestleMania, I think the spectacle of watching Amos throw Kofi Kingston to the seventh row because that row has been uh, abandoned for COVID protocol is going to be fucking great. I think it's going to be so much fun to see what Amos can do to guys who want to make him look good. But the story to get there is the shits. At Jay
1: Summers three three zero chimes in and he says Britt Baker has to be AEW Women's Champion uh, by the end of the year, right? Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah, by the end of the year, do you think
0: that's a long time? But but I, well, yeah. So by the end of the year, I would I would kind of guess so. And I and again, I don't disagree with what he's saying there. Britt Baker should one million percent be the champion, but so should Thunder Rosa. I think Thunder Rosa as the Mexican fighting champion that will take on all challengers. I think that's a compelling story. And so let's not forget that Thunder Rosa, I think also deserves to be a champion in AEW. So both of those ladies need to be champs soon.
1: That was hashtag tweet the table and you can play along. It's just as simple as that. Use hashtag tweet the table and we might talk about you. We might tell everybody how great you are and what your thoughts are and, you know, whether they suck or not. Now, if you're not on Twitter and you don't want to get on Twitter, or you got more to say than the character limits that Twitter provides. We have a solution for you. It is fucking email us, tableshow at gmail.com. And we've got one of those. Hey! It's from John Batten. So I remind you to hashtag be like John Batten and email the show, tableshow at gmail.com. And he says, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Christian Cage's catchphrase is outwork everyone. I don't think AEW is reminded of uh, us of that enough. That's his catchphrase? That's his catchphrase. Thanks, John Batten. You can email us the show and let us know something too that we must have missed. I missed that completely. That it is out Let me read this. One. Work everyone. Out work. No. Everyone. Yeah.
0: No. Yep. Does he have like a shirt that says it?
1: I yeah, I'm sure yeah,
0: right. I can't think of it yeah. if he does. Christian Cage. Does them? AW does AW really invest in the t shirts? Do they Yeah. They should they should partner with a t shirt company. And I that bet shit. you, man, that would that would take them that to the do. next level. Uh
1: so you email the show, you hashtag be like John and show at gmail.com or you use hashtag tweet the table. We'll have some interaction. You can respond to the folks tweeting the table too. Don't feel mm-hmm. like this is just for us. Join the community, get involved follow us on the youtube you know uh the podcast all the, the stuff donate us some money uh, and i mean come on hot tom right i mean look at hot tom why, why wouldn't you want to watch us on the youtube youtube.com slash spanish announce tube we need subscribers uh, we need likes give us all that shit and uh
0: what else tom We need to talk to you. That's what we're needing to do. We miss you. We miss talking to you. We miss hearing from you. Join the community. We will also obviously be a part of that conversation. Uh, Like Tim said, if you want to hashtag tweet the table, you see someone else who did hashtag tweet table and you say that fucking person I disagree with. Well, hashtag tweet the table and respond to them and we will get that conversation on the podcast. Uh, So, yeah, we want to hear from you more and more. Tableshow at gmail.com for those longer formed thoughts or those quick uh, random thoughts that you have about the wacky world of pro wrestling. Hashtag Tweet the Table.